0: Hi everyone, Josh and Ryan here, and welcome back to the 2% podcast.
1: Research shows if you put 100 random people in a room, somewhere amongst them, there'll be just two truly incredible, inspirational people who are living their lives to the fullest. In this podcast, we bring those exact people to you week in, week
0: out. 2% of a day is just half an hour, so thank you for taking 2%... Of your day to be educated and inspired by joining us on our journey as we learn the secrets, routines, and dreams of the two percenters. So, hey everyone, welcome back to the two percent podcast. Today, we are joined by G and Isa from Happiest Souls. Welcome, both. How are you doing? Thank you. (laughs) So what we're going to do is just start off with one minute, two minutes uh, about Happier Souls, about you guys, um, and telling everyone what Happier Souls is.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. So, okay, basically, Happier Souls is something that um, me and Isa kind of discovered that we both were passionate about at NACI, which was a um, conference that we went to with Loughborough University, and we basically were just on the bus and we just got talking about it sounds deep but the meaning of life and like what we thought and how we acted and how we're both so passionate about happiness and then from there we are just like yeah like I even went into religion because he says Christian I'm Sikh and we basically found out that the lessons that we've learned from our religion that help us to be happy are all the same so it's nothing to do with religion but obviously there are some aspects to it that religion helps but generally it was just the basic kind of values from religion that we learned that helped us to be happy and what we decided that we want to do is try and share those values with as many people as we can to try and help them to find happiness in their own life
3: yeah he explained it perfectly there's nothing else <laughs> to add to
2: that yeah. that's,
0: that's <laughs> awesome because we were at NACU as well weren't we yes we um, were. Yeah, and That was a big experience for us as well, just in terms of meeting new people, um, you know, other student entrepreneurs, people who want to build businesses, people who are like-minded. And so it's awesome that you guys came away from that experience, both being Loughborough students, but still reflecting on the experience that you had at NACU and saying, actually, you know what, there's something here that we have in common that we want to start something around. I think that's super interesting. No, yeah. And and Access
3: also gives, like, for example, in, in Mayuka, there's not a lot of people that really want to go to university or like see something else apart from tourism here. And like being part of Anaxis and going to Anaciu and all of this, like, showed me that there's so many amazing people that, like, being 18 and doing stuff that I wouldn't thought that people could do till they're like 50 or Think like that is just insane.
0: And what sort, what sort of stuff is that, like, tell us a bit more what Happier Souls is as a, as a kind of vision, like, what do you want to achieve?
3: And, like, this is a small project that G and me started, which, like, is really personal and we just, like, it's more like a volunteering that I've always wanted to do, because people always ask me, and also G, oh, why are you so happy, it's so annoying, or, like, <laughs> and I, I don't know and then like talking with G was like okay now I know why I'm so happy and it's so easy for people to know and follow so what we just want to do is like I would like to build this like small community of people that every person that wants to seek for happiness is already a good person so like making a group of people which are amazing human beings and that are working together to find happiness that was would
2: be like amazing like that's my idea and like you said said um like when I was talking to her she just seemed like full of happiness and I was just like I maybe she just had like a a really lucky life and like everything's just seemed to go on really well for her but then talking to her more and more I was just like this isn't something that has just kind of happened for her it's a choice that she makes and that really kind of made me think differently about it like I've always known like happiness was a choice but seeing the kind of energy and passion that Issa had behind it, it was like, okay, happiness is a choice, but there's like so much that I personally hadn't seen in many other people at all up until that point. So then from then, it was just like, okay, now I need to one, be around this and learn what it is, and two, share this, whatever she knows, whatever she's doing, I need to do, and get other people to do the same because obviously it's had a huge impact on Issa's life. And I think it can have a huge impact
1: on people's life, too. No, That's that's great. And you said, like, um, you both of you sort of sat down and talked about what was both making you so happy. And you said, like, oh, now I know why I'm so happy. I didn't know before. So what were those sort of fundamentals that you said, like, both your religions influenced as well, that you came across that you was like, these are the baseline reasons what's contributing to our happiness?
3: Three things. You yourself, which there is so many things like um, self-love, um, being disciplined. Gee, uh, give me more ideas.
2: <laughs>
3: Thank you. And then we also have faith because we feel like you need to believe in something. Like you can believe in energy me god or maybe like 20 other gods but that you have to have faith that everything happens for a reason and that everything is going to work out well because if you don't have a positive mind you can't like forward on with your life and then also relationships the relationship you have with your family with your friends and with your love partners or whatever you want to call it like it's so important and people don't take care of them sometimes
1: yeah Great, okay. And then which one of those three do you think is most sort of commonly, maybe you can both answer this from your perspectives. but which one do you think is most commonly missed out by people and underappreciated out of the the yourself, the faith and the relationships?
2: I think that's a little bit difficult because it's very kind of personal to each individual person. Mm. But I think something that absolutely everyone can work on and should work on is the you part. Because that's something that you really do control. Like you might have bad relationships or you might not have the best faith or you, you don't have that figured out. But you is something that is completely under your control. And that learning that for me as well, like oh, my life, what I do, my actions, the way I treat myself, the way I talk to myself, all that is in my control. So even though I can complain about like m- maybe my um, family status, my where I'm from, the, my money that I have, all that, kind of, I could complain about that and I could sit and, say it's low, but I have complete control over who I am and the person I want to be and a lot of people if they understood how much control they had over themselves if they really applied themselves I think is hugely life-changing when it comes to being happy
3: and also I feel you're a role model to anyone for example I go to church every single Sunday and people are like what the hell are you doing Lisa? like why are you going to church or at nine o'clock a Sunday morning after like going out or whatever and it's just like people end up being like oh but she's going to church and she's happy and she's calm and she is so it's like if you control yourself your emotions your discipline and all of that you will eventually like that would affect on your faith part and on your relationship part. Plus, you would help other people just by being happy with yourself because I feel like if you're not happy with yourself, you can't love others correctly.
0: Yeah, so it's, really, it's a really interesting point where you said, G, like on the, the you part, like it's a an exercise that I've seen in a few different ways. And one perspective on it is kind of seeing yourself as, as a bank and that you need to give yourself deposits and withdrawals over time and that's kind of how you relate to yourself and that actually if you go through too many withdrawals and you're always just taking from yourself then you know you end up in deficit and you don't have that kind of positivity so if you think you've got a base level you need to keep giving to yourself and then taking <laughs> back from yourself and that kind of relationship or that kind of focus of how you relate to yourself I thought was quite interesting because we will all fluctuate on the positives and negatives and how we relate to ourselves but actually seeing it as that there is a baseline and actually if you withdraw too much or you have too much negativity i guess then you end up below that level and that is what can be kind of more unhealthy so i guess what what happier souls is kind of aiming to do and what, and what you guys are saying is beneficial for you is that you have more of that positivity and more of those deposits with yourself over time to kind of build up that relationship with yourself.
2: Definitely. That's a really interesting way to look at it as well. I've never, I've never heard that analogy before, but it is definitely true in the fact that there is only so much that you can give from yourself and there's only so much that you can take. You need to understand how to balance those things out, have the healthy relationship.
0: And I guess the, the second kind of part of what you said before was about that kind of personal power, about kind of assuming the control that you have over I guess your own kind of destiny or your own like when you said it's a choice to be happy like is that something that do you full-on are are kind of believing in because I know that that's something that it, it can't always look like that like when you're in those low moments you know when you're having that bad day it's not just a flick of a switch you know but how can you still look at it as some yes this is something I can control or maybe if you can't control what somebody said to you, you, which you can't, but you can control this. Like, is that how you kind of look at it? You focus on what you can control and that's how it's a choice.
3: I feel like you, you're always going to have bad days and you're always going to have good days. Like, for example, for me, I have like, really really good days but then when I have a bad day I know I have a bad day and everything Mm -hmm. goes wrong and it's just a disaster so when that happens to me I'm like okay this is a bad day like I know when I have those moments and it's like just calm yourself go to sleep and then tomorrow it's gonna be a good day because sometimes it's just like you see everything black and but you just have to like continue walking, continue walking and have faith. That's why I feel like faith is so important. Because if you don't think that you're going to go out of that dark black hole, how are you supposed to continue walking?
0: Mm, like believing that there's going to be a new a new day, like something else at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Yes. Yeah.
2: For me as well, one thing that said just said as well, I thought it was so underrated when I started actually doing this when I felt bad or I just didn't feel good or it was just a crap or whatever happened, just going to sleep and then waking up the next day. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, even though you're not thinking during the time that you're asleep, like you just wake up and you're just like, What oh, is yesterday now. Like just move on with your life. Yeah. It's like a mental race. There, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And I think, it's not easy always to have that reset and you have to be quite forgiven to yourself if you've done something that's made you feel bad or if you're in a bad situation, you have to be like, look, you're still a good person. You're still doing right. You just keep it up. You just keep trying to keep working. And that links to the faith part, which Jesus said as well. But just going to sleep on a bad day, I used to think, oh, no, that's bad. And you want to try and fix it like there and then. But no, actually, it's actually quite beneficial just to sleep on it next day, you start again. And that's just how it, for me, how I get over a lot of kind of difficult points.
3: And also I feel like people don't value the thing of writing things down because sometimes you have such like... I am a very chaotic person and I have so many thoughts and sometimes it's just like overwhelming but the fact that you get a piece of paper and I what well, I did when I had like bad days I write the bad things of the day on one page the good things of the day on one page and I always would do the first bad, like the first bad page first, and I would write a whole lot of list, like with bad things, and then on the good list, even if um, I couldn't have like points, I would oblige myself to write like five, even if it was like oh, my favorite song came up or mm-hmm. like this. I was blue today. And at the end of the day, you you value those things. You go to sleep with a positive mindset and then the next day is way better than you think it was going to be.
0: Yeah, that kind of gratitude, I guess, of, of practicing, you know, making sure you're appreciating the little things. Like, yeah, that song that came on or that lunch that you had or little things like that, that actually still helped you get through that day. And just to ask you on that, though, like... I've tried that before and it's never really worked for me because I've always had what you just said of uh, quite a long list on the bad side and then kind of struggling to think of things getting through the the positive side um, even like not to say that I'm not feeling grateful but there's there's things that I don't know might not fit into that column like how do you decide what goes on on which column and does that make sense what I said like
3: no, yes, but what I think it is, is like, I had a discussion with my, like, religious teacher the other day, and she was telling me, like, one day you say, oh, like, I can't uh, be asked to go to church today, so I'll miss it. Mm. But then the next time you'd say, oh, like, today I don't want either. And at this time, you don't notice the difference, but with the long run, you feel, like, really bad with yourself and less mm. motivated and all of that. So maybe it's just that, that maybe you got tired of trying to find positive things and it's just like so frustrating. And when you leave it apart, it's, it's harder to get used to that habit of writing every single day that. But if you oblige yourself every single day, every single day, every single day, then in like a long period of time you realize like oh my god this has made a difference and sometimes just like when you have a really bad day just going back on the days and reading like oh my god that was so amazing when I was like with my friends on the beach or and that would give you a like better vibe for the next day yeah
0: I kind of practice yeah no I can definitely see that and I guess it it brings you back to the present more doing that doesn't it like kind of making sure you're being mindful about living in in the present because then you're kind of focused on what's happening to you right now rather than thinking about what's gone before.
2: Also, I just want to add, like, to gratitude, right? See, the thing is with gratitude is do you believe that it works just to be grateful for stuff that you have? For example, have you ever went days without food or water?
0: No. No, I don't know
2: have you ever been in like a a really difficult financial situation where you there's very little way that you can get out of it? no like the thing is like we can compare those situations and i don't know sometimes it can be difficult to look at them and be like wow why is that going to bring me any joy like oh yeah okay someone has worse than us but i still feel pretty rubbish Mm. it can be difficult to be grateful in that sense but at the same time for me, it is just grinding myself, the fact that the biggest thing I can be grateful for is the fact that I'm alive. Like, the chances of you being alive are so small. And the chances of you being born in this day and age where everyone is, not everyone, but 95% of people are so privileged in what they have. If you have a phone, you're so lucky, food, water. Like, if, the, if you were born, like, 500 years ago, things were so different. Then, mm. like, people's rights were so different. The opportunities that you had even like in in India, like the caste system, like everything was just so different and you were so much worse off in those situations. So we do have it a lot better, but often what happens when people can't relate to a difficult situation, when they've been privileged their entire life and they can't understand what a really bad situation is like, that's when they really struggle to be grateful. Mm. Something that happened recently, um, my friend's grandfather passed away and I didn't realize how grateful I was to have my grandfather until I seen that. And I was just like, I always felt kind of grateful for it. But then when you see the reality of the situation, you actually see what's going on. I was like, okay, now, like, this is genuinely, I I feel more grateful now than ever about this because the situation has become very real for me. And I think what's happened for a lot of people is gratitude doesn't work because they haven't made the situation real. They don't know what real pain is. They don't know what it actually is to be in a low place. So being grateful for them is something that is very difficult.
1: Mm. I, I think coronavirus in a way has helped with that because now so many people have become grateful for for things that they used to just completely take for granted, like seeing their friends or going out to exercise or whatever it is. And now everyone's so grateful for that one walk or that one job they can have each day because it's all we have now. You know. Mm.
2: It's true. Mm. I I do think it's going to have a good kind of impact on some people's mentality going on to new things. But obviously, with the situation, it's not the ideal way that we'd want this to happen. No, yeah. But there are definitely positives to take out of it.
1: Yeah. But I I liked what Issa said earlier as well about um, like sort of sticking with it, like that analogy of going to church, going to church, going to church, because the hardest thing about any habit is getting started and sticking with it. And so I guess it's about, you know, doing it consistently those first five, six, seven days and just trusting in the process and believing that it will work. And then over the time it will become, not only will it become easier, but you'll probably see the benefits of it more, like you said.
0: Yeah. I think that's true over longer periods of time as well. Like it's not something like whatever it is you're working towards is probably not just going to happen in like a month or two. It's probably more like one year or two or more. Or five like a longer period of time and I think that's kind of my perspective on happiness is that it's not a kind of destination you don't just arrive there suddenly one day and I think anything that that we do to help towards our own personal happiness and and kind of fulfillment is something that yeah you kind of break it down and work towards it each day and then you can have it each day you kind of achieve it in those small ways and I think that's how it kind of links to gratitude for me is that you can experience that happiness each day in those small small type things that that you're grateful for. But yeah, coming on from that, I'm going to ask you, what is happiness
2: to you? Happiness to me is, it sounds cringy, but just being the best I can be, being the most I can be and really maximizing my potential, like just reaching that if I feel like I'm anything short of what I could be, I, I hate that feeling so much. Mm. If I can do as much as I can and help people, and that's such a big thing for me. Like, I can do a lot. Like, I don't know, Like, if it was money, I could make a lot of money. But for me, it's the impact of actually helping people and enjoying my life. And the way that I do that for me is by being the best I can be.
3: Mm. For me, I feel it's like two things. It's getting into bed every single day and thinking, Oh like there has been a good day. Like my mom is happy, my dad is family happy. I've taken care of my grandparents and think that I'm doing the correct thing in in my route to happiness. And then also um, sometimes I don't know. Like it happens a lot when I meet up with my with my friends. Like you just sit there and see how they're talking like we're having such a good time and then you step back a second and you realize how lucky you are and the vibe there is and you just for me it's like i feel god is there and i just give thanks to that and that is happiness for me it's difficult to explain if you don't like properly live it but it's just there it's just something that Mm. i feel is magical
0: yeah, no. I think everyone has those moments, don't they? That they can remember where they just felt so alive and content with, like you know, you just are just at one with everything around you, and you're just like, oh, this is this is pretty awesome. This life thing that, that we've got. Like, um, yeah,
1: no, I, I like that. I yeah. think it, it shouldn't be underestimated though what G said about the fact for him, happiness is working towards something and making sure he's fulfilling his potential. I finished uh, The Good Place on Netflix over there. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but it's basically about like, the meaning of life and happiness. And uh, in a sort of sitcom, fun, easy watch show. But um, at the end, basically, they've gone through like four seasons of doing all this task, trying to solve humanity and, and solve the world. And then at the end, they get like, unlimited pleasure. So they enter like, what people typically see as heaven, like on, on demand, whatever they want, right. uh, endless resources at, at their beckoning call. Mm-hmm and once they reach that good place they are like really miserable because they've got nothing to work for mm. and they're like ha- being handed uh pleasure at all times isn't actually doesn't equate to happiness and because they like sort of lost their that thing that they were working towards they, it was like a lack of fulfillment within them which i thought was quite interesting
2: no i agree i i think that is really interesting and for me, like, it's, it's, it's funny to think. like I know Christianity has a... Sikhism has its own kind of vision as well of heaven where everything is just blissful and it's perfect and, it's, and everything's just exactly how you want it to be. But at the same time, I feel like even though there's so many bad things that happen on earth, you can really have heaven on earth and you can really have an amazing life. Like, I personally... I can't think of anything directly that I would change about my life at all. Like,
3: mm.
2: n- like nothing, not like how much money I have, not the health of like family, not where I live, not how I live, not the people in my friendship group. I actually, I love my life entirely how it is and there's nothing that I would really change. And if you meant to put me in heaven, I can't see that much of a difference between what I have and what would be in there. Mm. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from within. There's a lot of acceptance that goes into that, gratitude, humility, like these things that you need to love your life now. And heaven in my mind isn't something that I'm I'm working towards in, in the slightest, really, because I really enjoy my life. I really enjoy where I am in it. And yeah, I think I think if everything was exactly how we wanted it to be and perfect, then we would we wouldn't feel fulfilled at all and we'd be Almost lost. Yeah.
3: How are we supposed to know when we are happy if we don't have like negative things? Like,
1: mm-hmm. you get what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You need that contrast to appreciate the happy moments, I guess. And, and the faith part of the, the trio that you um, put together for happier souls, uh, my question is, can that faith be in yourself or does it need to be in an external force of some kind?
3: No. I, like it's very 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 difficult to write blocks of the faith part. like we, we you don't know we argue all the time on how who has to write them like she still has to write one cuz i'm waiting but, um...
2: yeah, I yeah, I will do podcast <laughs>
3: <laughs> but the thing is Um, because first of all we're writing about two different religions like it's it's just thinking about faith in general because I obviously like I love my religion but she loves his religion and this is our project so we're not gonna like make anyone come into one religion or the other one or religion at
2: all for that matter like we're mm -hmm. not specifically looking to have it or religion is the the key it's just happiness is what we're looking for but yeah, yes
3: so, so you just have to have faith on happiness and that everything happens for a reason and that in some certain time in your life you're gonna be happy if you're like in a dark time you're gonna go through it you just have to have that faith so you can have faith on yourself and think like okay walk 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 and you'll eventually like finish or if you want to have an external thought like I have that god is there and that he is giving me this as a lesson and that i need now i don't understand why he is doing this for me but then i'll 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 get to a point where i say oh my god that's why he did this for example my catholic teacher she's from barcelona and her her husband is a doctor and In Spain, the thing of the doctors is a bit complicated, but he was sent to Mallorca and she was like, oh my God, like, why do we have to go to Mallorca? Like, it's tiny, we're not gonna have, it's such a huge difference coming to, from, like, Mallorca to Barcelona and the other way around. And then, like, she always says, and now I understand why God took me to, like, Mallorca, because she has, like, amazing people around her. She's met, like, us, which we are, like, her religious group. Uh, she has had two childs, and she's like the most happy person here, and she wouldn't change a single thing,
1: mm. so... No, I like that. Um, I'm, I am definitely sort of a believer in the sort of everything happens for a reason, and that, that positive mindset, but if for the, so maybe some of the skeptics listening, if people are saying like, oh, for, when they look at all these sort of tr- moments of tragedy in the world, and then they're saying, and how can I believe that everything happens for a reason? when I see things like the coronavirus and, and thousands of people die and what would you say to them when that sort of prohibits them for believing that everything happens for a no reason?
2: If you flip it and you say, let's say nothing happens for a reason, right? And you say there's no reason for anything to happen. Right. You can use that in a positive way for your own life. And what I've realized is a lot of people want to believe negative things. So they have an excuse for a lot of stuff. Mm. But when you've got things like that, let's say, there is no reason for anything to happen. That means it's all up to your interpretation. That means you decide what direction you want to take yourself in. If, the, if there is no reason that coronavirus happened and it just happened, and let's say it did, well, what can you do about it? There, there isn't anything you can do about it. You can, you can be in a low moment, but then, I don't know, I feel like at some point you've just got to say, well, what, what can you do? I'm alive. And then just have faith in that. Um, I'm still breathing. Let's just keep going.
3: No, but I also think that, as you said, uh, with coronavirus, a lot of people have now valued like, I'm gonna meet up with my friends and have a great time, blah 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 blah. And before we we didn't like value that. I remember just like, okay, from nine to ten I have to meet with this. From from ten to eleven I have to go to library and study, and then see the my other friend. Then I have to go to my grandparents, and I have and I was like, they took all of that away from me, and they're like putting me in this house, and I'm like i do now and it's like now i realize like obviously it's a tragedy tragedy like there's a lot of people that have died and it's horrible like um the grandfather of a friend of mine passed away because of coronavirus and obviously it's a really bad situation but out of that how many people are now going to value like the little things that are the important things so let's not think about the negative of oh my god there's been like thousands upon thousands of deaths, let's think, oh my God, we're safe, we're lucky, and we We can now see uh, that we can meet up and be happy together, so let's just like appreciate that time we have.
1: Now, I guess the common thing in, in what you're both saying is it's sort of about reframing it for what works for you, so whether you believe that everything happens for a reason or everything doesn't happen for a reason, as long as you're using that positively to fuel your own growth and gratitude and happiness, then it doesn't really matter, does it, what do you believe?
3: Mm. Yes.
1: Yeah, I like And that. that's
2: what links into happiness as a choice because it doesn't make a difference what you believe. I can believe both of them and still not be happy. Mm. And I can believe both of them and decide to be happy. That's, that essentially is up to me. Yeah,
0: I like that. And I think it reminds me of what you said earlier, G, around the kind of be versus do. Like, who do you want to be versus what do you want to do? And I think a lot of people attach their version of what happiness is and whether everything happens to a reason and blah, 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 to things that they do rather than things that they have rather than who they are and who they want to be. But I think now these kind of reminders of who we are and what we want to be both individually and as a society kind of connects us in a way that I think we've, like you say, is a kind of forgotten about in the kind of, hustle and bustle of life and meetings and things like that. Like You forget how you value things like that.
1: Mm. So going forward then, what is the long-term ambitions of Happier Souls? You said at the moment you're a community um, trying to build, you know, promote the message through your website, Instagram, podcasts. What have you got in store for people later on?
2: So basically the plan is at the moment for we're going to try and continue uploads and things like that during the exam period but In summer, it's going to be about consistency, just making sure that we're consistent because we could be doing more than enough now to be successful or to grow, but we haven't done it for long enough. We're going to be testing out the waters a bit. We are looking to make a society in Loughborough, and that's Mm -hmm. going to be for this year, this September, if all goes back to normal. If not, we'll have to reevaluate again. I mean, to be fair, that's been a big thing with coronavirus people have had like five, 10 year goals in in mind and all of them have just went out the window because of what's happened. So I think for all of us, and even just happiness related, it's very important for us to live kind of day to day, generally, what can we do in this moment rather than thinking, oh, in three years time, we're gonna be here in five years, like, but overall, it's just to, it's just after the year in society, we have no idea what we're
3: gonna do <laughs> no yes but this is a very small project and like for me i'm just happy with eight or nine people saying oh like i really like the block you wrote or it, it's like made me see a really different point of view and just affecting that small amount of people like that already makes me happy uh and if we can keep on growing or at least continue having the people that we have that will be more than enough for me
0: amazing all right so now i think we're going to move on to the the last kind of section um where we're going to ask you the question from our, our last guest um which was darcy Dixon, and then Lisa will get you to leave a question for for our next guest so have a think about that while you um answer that question
1: Okay. uh, The question from our last guest Darcy is if you had to pick one person and one person only to live on a deserted island with who would it be and why and they can you can resurrect the dead as well so they can be dead (laughs) or alive I would take G you
2: take G I feel like I have to sit you No
0: No, you don't don't. I
3: would take G because he, he would like calm me down and he, he knows what to do. I would, I would just be a mess.
1: I try and escape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't answer anything else now, can you, G? Put in a corner. Of...
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I would take
0: Judy Dench. Like, like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Nice, OK. It shows the, shows the strength of this uh, partnership, then at happier mm-hmm. souls. Great great stuff. Okay, Issa, do you have a question for our next guest?
3: Yes. Um, What situation has taken you to be the person who you are right now?
1: Okay, so one situation that's determined who you are right now. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Thanks both uh, very much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it.
3: Yes, thank you so much
1: thanks think? so much for having us uh, we'll drop the links and stuff for happier souls in the description mm-hmm. so people can access it and uh yeah best of luck with the project and stay safe in lockdown stay safe guys thank, yeah, so thank you so much you too you too yeah.
0: see you guys bye bye well that's it for another episode of the Supercent percent podcast thanks so much for tuning in we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording
1: If you or someone you know has a story to tell, we'd love to hear from you, so please get in touch.
0: And if you have a question you want answering, send it in to us using Anchor Voice Messages and you can feature in a future episode. All the links are in the
1: description. Stay motivated, follow your dreams and as always, do it with a smile.